the heart of art, scoping the Brussels Valley for the best artists and bringing them to your radio. Hello, good evening everyone. Welcome back to the KMU Studios. My name is Hector Nino and you're listening to The Heart of Art. We have a great show planned for you today. Uh, we have a couple guests and the first one will be Eric Perez. He is the owner of Perez Jewelers. He is also a certified gemologist by the American Gem Society and he has a total of 150 years combined experience. If you want to find out how this is even possible, make sure to keep listening to find out how. Um, and after Eric's uh, interview, we will revisit uh, my interview with Tyler Lewis. Uh, they are a multifaceted performer, singer, writer, photographer. I mean, what can't they do? Um, and we do have a conversation about how they balance it all. And they are actually currently uh, rehearsing for Head Over Heels uh, with the theater company that will be uh, performing August 26th to until September 11th. Um, so that'll be at the end of this month. Um yeah, we have a great conversation. And I hope you enjoy. Um, so now for our announcements, um, there is not a lot of art going around, but I did want to, you know, uh, spread some information from our neighbor, the George Bush Presidential Library and Museum. They will be hosting an event along with the College Station Police Department called Family Fish 2022 where they will have free fishing and fun at the pond uh, on the grounds of Bush Library and Museum. Uh, the pond itself will be stocked with catfish, and there will be games and refreshments uh, available to those who attend. Uh, you do have to bring your own fishing gear, um, but you do not need a fishing license. Uh, it is not required for this event. Um, if you are interested, it will take place this Saturday, August 6th from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. So if you have, uh, whether it be your own kids or your grandchildren, I think this is a great event that uh, the whole family can enjoy. All right, and for our second announcement, uh, I did want to remind you guys of the email, theheartofart at tamu.edu. If you have uh, any um, any events that you want to promote with the show or if you yourself are an artist or know of an artist that uh, you think should get that recognition for their art, uh, make sure to email theheartofart at tamu.edu. All right, let's get to that interview with Eric. Today in the studio, we have a very special guest. His name is Eric Perez, and from his last name, I guess you can tell where he's from. He is the owner of Perez Jewelers, and he's also a certified gemologist by American Gem Society, and he has 150 years of combined experience because he's a third-generation jeweler. And if you'd like to see his works, uh, you can go to perezjewelers.com, so you can go and see what he has worked on uh, while we're having this discussion. So, hi, Eric. How are you today? Great. Hey, thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Um, you know, I love that we get to talk about this because I think we both have something in common, which is that we find family very important to us. Um, so I did want to ask, what was it like growing up in Miami? <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, growing up in Miami was awesome. Um, you know, uh, loved the beach, obviously. Uh, I was a beach kid. Right. And uh, so, and then all the food, you know, I'm half Cuban and uh, love Cuban food, Cuban coffee. You know, all that. And uh, yeah, no, Miami is awesome. I miss the beach. This is the farthest I've lived away from water of my whole life. So really different. That must have been tough. That changed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I wanted to ask whether, you know, everything you know is from your from your dad. Right. Yeah. And um, 
was it something that you were moved to do to learn about jewelry making or was it something that you just kind of felt like you had to follow because your grandfather and your father did it as well yeah that's an interesting question uh the short answer is probably no uh as a kid uh i was not interested in jewelry at all really um i would draw and you know mess with tools and i would do stuff i would help out doing castings and uh, wax injections and and just playing around with stuff um and it wasn't until later on in life that i i kind of fell in love with jewelry uh mm. you know so yeah it, it was definitely a, a slow thing that kind of came to happen but i always I was always interested in drawing and colors and stuff like that so it was kind of in me right so I you guess. were creative already yeah right mm -hmm. um well, then you went to go play football for Methodist University, right? And <laughs> yeah. you were also in the U.S. Marines for three deployments. So thank you for your service yeah, yeah, for thanks, that. Thanks, yeah. Um, how did you go back to jewelry making? <laughs> yeah, yeah, interesting. Uh, yeah. Um, so like kind of most service members, right, I got out of the, the, the Marine Corps and was like, I don't know what I'm doing in my life. At, at one point, I thought I was going to be a firefighter or something. And so I went uh, and was with, you know, stayed with my dad and um, – while I was trying to figure out life, I was working with him in his jewelry shop. And, and um, at that time, like, you know, I was kind of just there helping out. And I started learning more and doing more and kind of getting back into it. And I realized, I think, being a veteran, there was something about being able to sit down and be calm and work on something and, and like, create something that I really liked. Yeah. And then doing, like, repairs for people, like, even polishing a ring or doing a ring sizing see the joy that came out of somebody when you did that and you gave it to them right. really sparked something to me i think of like just helping people out hmm. and uh so yeah that was kind of like what sparked it and then wanting more education and learning about you know diamonds and gemstones and and just more newer techniques of jewelry kind of you know led me to try to learn more yeah yeah awesome um are you the only one from your family that carried the torch or are there other? No, I, I was the last one. Uh, no, I have I have uh, two older brothers that are jewelers in Florida. OK. And uh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And I got my uncles are Jewish. So I, pretty much all the males in my family uh, at some point have has done jewelry in their life. And mm -hmm. a few of us are have stuck with it. Yeah. Right. So it's definitely a family thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Right. Um, you know, I, I saw this excerpt from your website. It says, think of me as your guide on this adventure. Uh, I feel like this line kind of implies that you put your own influence on the jewelry that you do make. And I guess I wanted to ask, like, um, how much of the jewelry is you and how much of the jewelry is what the person requests? Sure. Yeah. Uh, I would say it's probably in my mind, it's 50 50. I don't mm -hmm. you know, uh, because I don't consider myself a designer. You know, mm -hmm. some people might say like, oh, you're a jewelry designer. It's like, I don't consider myself a designer. I'm kind of more of like, you know, help you get what you want, mm -hmm. right? Okay. You come to me and I, I I tried, usually when people are given jewelry, they're celebrating something, right? They're, mm -hmm. they're celebrating an anniversary or they're trying to get engaged or, mm -hmm. or a birth of a child or some big milestone. So it's always something big and very important in their life. Right. And I don't, I don't take that lightly. So I, I tried to talk about what are we doing what story are we trying to tell what are we celebrating and how can and what what's your style and how do you want to wear it and i kind of think about all of that and how can i put that into a piece of jewelry and give you what you want and not just say i make this and this is what you're going to buy you know it's like i think that's for me that's really the wrong way of doing it it's kind of mm -hmm. like let me listen to the people do what they want 
and then but then also help guide them and say because a lot of people the first thing they say to me is i don't know i have no idea you tell me you yeah. know and so i go okay well let's talk mm-hmm. and i start asking questions to figure out the why's behind everything okay right yeah um i i love that your business has that focus on like that uh consumer experience you know mm-hmm. that you're guiding them through that through that process um you also have an excerpt on your website that says i love listening to my clients why and <laughs> that's something mm-hmm. you mentioned right now <laughs> i was wondering um how does that why influence the outcome of the jewelry like in what ways could it impact it i guess it just gives me motivation and allows me to kind of think about the piece and what's important to them and make sure i'm capturing what that is you know because mm-hmm. um, a lot of times i just don't know you know you can just make a ring right and have the basics of what what makes a ring but i try to think about them and their why and their what's putting it behind them and then that gives me all the little details that i need to pay attention to right. and and kind of make sure i put into the piece mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. awesome what would you what would you say is the definition of jewelry how would you define oh that? i i don't never been asked that question <laughs> i don't know um i i guess you know it's it's it is like it is art obviously it's a little bit of everything art science engineering um right. alchemy you know like you know magic yeah. all blended into yeah one, right all, right and so i would say jewelry is just a way of like or, ornating yourself like being able to wear something you know that's from the earth hmm. right gold and the diamonds and gemstones all this stuff is from the earth right. and being able to manipulate it into a wear a way that you can wear it that says something about you Right. Either it's either your style. Right. Uh, you know, birthstones, uh, you know, your love for somebody, you know, expressing love, um, you know, just kind of way to express yourself in a way. Yeah. I think, yeah, humans definitely use jewelry to communicate to each other as well. You know, um, I feel like jewelry can be the physical representation of an idea or like a promise even. Mm-hmm. maybe, mm-hmm. Um, But also how much someone values you, you can portray it through you know the jewelry that you give them right sure by the meaning not necessarily about like the value you know it's not like oh i got the biggest diamond he must really love you it's kind of more of the thought that goes into it i think Mm -hmm. right what gems and metals do you work with are you specified to like a specific kind or is it just any anything that the customer wants yeah i i stick to the classic stuff just you know gold uh and platinum as far Mm -hmm. as metal goes i don't work a lot in silver um i don't work in steel or anything like that um yeah so like you know gold all the you know i've done a lot of rose gold i do a lot of 18 karat yellow gold green gold um also uh, as far as gemstones go obviously you know diamonds um but then you know i work in emeralds and all stones tourmalines emeralds garnets you know all of them so cool cool um what would you say your artistic process is like like once you get that why out of the way, what's next? Because I, I I know you have like a, a like a green plastic prototype that you use kind mm-hmm. of thing, mm-hmm. and I actually have one right here. I'm looking at it. <laughs> um, so what what are these for? What's what what do you do with these then? Yeah. So the design process, without getting too like deep into my thought process, mm-hmm. but basically the way it goes, it starts with an idea of talking to the client, and then it could be like a rough, just quick sketch, um, and then eventually it turns into a more refined. Um, three view uh, like kind of architectural drawing mm-hmm. um, of, the, of the piece and that will go to approval you know to the client and sometimes we'll do different versions we'll change things we can you know do whatever 
um, but it allows us to get our ideas kind of on paper and kind of look at it and see, okay, how is this going to work? Because I have an idea in my mind, but let's get it on paper and make it visual. Then from there, it goes to computer-aided design. Um, so it gets built in the computer in CAD. Um, and so it allows you to see things in 3D. And then it allows you to keep designing it because you can see it on paper, but then once you kind of get it in 3D, things change, angles change. When a strip of diamonds... You know, it goes up and it turns around and twists up towards the center stone. That may look one way on paper, but then when you get it in, in 3D, you realize that curve is off. It needs to get more steep or, or something. You know, it needs to twist more. Um, and so you build it, and then you're allowed to kind of play with it without doing anything in metal. And then you, the green plastic thing you're talking about, uh, that's a 3D print. So then you could 3D print it um, in, in a resin and um then from there you take that and then you invest it and cast it into gold or platinum all right yeah that sounds pretty simple <laughs> yeah. simple enough this is a really easy process <laughs> no 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 um what what sort of uh technology are you having to use um whether that be you know special equipment or like software that you use even for that 3d sure. printing yeah yeah um well in in the design part of it you know the special equipment would be Obviously, the CAD programs, um, you know, a lot of jewelers, there's a program out there called Matrix, which is like the main uh, program. It runs off of Rhino. So anyone that's that's familiar with CAD, Rhino is kind of like a big uh, CAD software that you can use to build basically anything. Mm -hmm. uh, but Matrix is more jewelry specific, and it runs off of Rhino. So you have Rhino, um, the CAD program, then 3D printers. So the, the, the one I have... Um, is it's technically a grower it actually grows it out of a liquid wow. um, versus like a, a plastic fed um printer per se mm -hmm. um so yeah i have a it's called a b9 um it actually just opened up an office in dallas which is interesting mm -hmm. um and then uh yeah I, I have a i use a laser welder which is really cool um allows me to fuse metals together and add metal to you know um, without having to use solder and for sensitive stones or i don't have to heat up the whole piece um you know i use pneumatic tools uh, microscopes i do everything under a microscope yeah. um, so i get really detailed yeah so that's kind of like the special equipment that i have right um do you use those like goggle looking microscopes uh no i i do have like there's things called like visors i i don't wear i actually wear like these glasses i kind of look like a hipster i have like these oh. glasses that have these little flip down uh like readers mm -hmm. and allows me to see so i use that when i'm like filing and 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 polishing and doing things mm -hmm. um but sometimes and then i use a mi actual microscope um that allows me to zoom in really deep and i do that when i'm doing all my diamond setting um, and then I do, I use that usually when I'm, sometimes when I'm filing or polishing, when I want to get really, really detailed into a space, I, I use the, um, the microscope. Yeah. So if someone is looking to, you know, create their own jewelry, where should they go? Is there a website, phone number? Sure. Yeah. I would say probably the, the, you know, I have a website, PerezJewelers.com. You can book an appointment there. I work by appointment. Um, so there's a link on my website. You can also fill out a form on my website and I'll get the email and I'll reach out to you that way. Um, you could go to my Instagram it's Perez jewelers and there's a link there to, to the website and to, and to book appointments. And that's where you're going to see most of my most like new pieces, new things that I've made. The website mm -hmm. kind of needs to be updated. 
but uh instagram is where everything is at you can dm me on instagram i'll respond to you um it's me on there i do have an assistant um and so but uh, it'll be me responding to you and reaching back out to you great um yeah facebook obviously if you're on facebook you can reach out to me there there's Perez jewelers again on facebook um and then my email will just be eric e-r-i-k at perezjewelers.com yeah it's probably the best ways to get to hold of me right there that's awesome yeah, and I do encourage you guys to go check out the website. They, um, Eric even has video stories on the website. I, I saw the one uh, with your your wife's ring, mm-hmm. Courtney's ring. Um, I got. I, I thought like, how lucky is she that her, her <laughs> husband can make her like the engagement ring? Yeah, that's, that's amazing. I like no other people can say that really. Yeah, that was really people. cool. That was a gift I did for her on our for our wedding. I wanted to document the process, and so that's another thing I do is like whenever you work with me. I'm going to take a lot of pictures. I'm going to take a lot of videos of me working on your piece and I'll, I'll send it to you. I'll text it to you. Um, you know, we could try to put it together into a video or something. Um, and so I try to document all that and really kind of let you see everything happening as it becomes its piece. And people, I've realized people really like that. I love it. I love to try to tell stories. That's kind of my thing. It's like, how can I tell that story? And so if I can do that through, and that was kind of my first time really trying that, and I was like, if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it with my wife's ring. I'm gonna I'm gonna document everything from the initial idea concept all the way to the fi- the finished piece. Yeah. And um and so yeah, I try to do that with all the pieces that I do. Mm-hmm. That's awesome for a customer to have that availability to see it, you know, come from scratch, you know, from mm-hmm. nothing into a whole jewelry piece. Um, do you have any uh, upcoming dates like a showcases or maybe sales? Yeah, no, I don't, I don't have, yeah. So most of my stuff is all custom. I don't, right. I don't, um, I, I don't make any, I haven't done any showcases or, or trunk shows or any of that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, but I am starting to make some of my own pieces for so. So I have a, uh, for all the Aggies out there, uh, I have a piece that's going to be coming out very soon. It's a pendant. And you can see it on my Instagram. I've kind of been teasing it. And uh, as you all know, the maroon that that maroon color is very hard to get and uh last summer i found some maroon garnets that are beautiful mm-hmm. and i just bought them i was like i i don't know what i'm gonna do with them but i'm gonna buy them because i know I, they're super hard to find and mm-hmm. that that is very specific color and so i bought them and i designed some pieces for them so i got a pendant that's almost done it's coming out it's gonna be a convertible piece that has a really nice uh pear shape uh, uh, yeah pear-shaped garnet in the middle uh with a diamond enhancer going around it that's convertible so you can wear it in different ways there's actually four ways to to wear it and um you know the way i i set and the way i do my diamonds and all my small stones i cut all my own beads i don't get anything already done in cad so i cut everything myself um i adjured it's a little french term adjured the the back of the piece i'm very proud of that a lot of people don't know what it is google it uh um but it's very rare to see in the jewelry and so i try to like do old style techniques with new technology Hmm. and what it does it makes the piece very light and very wearable and it's not like this big heavy chunk of metal you know and you don't have to have excess metal so anyway and it makes the back look very shiny just like the front and you can see the diamonds i mean some people want to wear it backwards because it looks so good yeah yeah. um yeah so um but that's something i have coming so i plan on having some stock some perez jewelers pieces for sale coming very soon yeah awesome no yeah these 
this maroon color is, I mean, so precise. It's amazing. And then that A&M logo in the back is just like the perfect, you know, little sweet spot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So thank you for bringing that in and showing that to me too. Of course, yeah, man. (laughs) All right. Um, Is there anything about your art of jewelry making that uh, you want to highlight that you don't think we might have already? Um, Not that we kind of hit everything. I just think that, you know, what sets me apart from just a normal like jewelry store or whatever. And I, I try to, you know, I'm not a store. I'm, I'm a studio. I'm just a jeweler, right? I'm, mm-hmm. I, you come to me with an idea and I'm going to make it for you, but it's very thoughtful. That's kind of my thing. It's like, I want to be very thoughtful. I want to put all your, your wise into it and what you're trying to celebrate and really make it special for you. One of a kind that's not like you can just go buy it anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I feel like sometimes people think jewelry is all the same and you can just go buy a ring wherever. Right. And, and, you know, yeah, there's a lot of options out there. But with me, what you're going to get is you're going to get that personal service and you're going to get a very unique piece mm-hmm. and a lot of thought going into it and time and effort and craftsmanship. And right. so, yeah. Um, but, as, yeah, then again, with my art, again, I just think it's just about trying to tell that story, playing with colors playing with the comfort of it, how it's going to fit on you, um, you know, playing with your personality. How does that work? You know, um, uh, I did a really cool ring for uh, a good friend of mine. And uh, it's it's it, on my on my Instagram. I think it's called the compass ring and it's an engagement ring. And so it has an emerald center stone. So it kind of it's already unique by that, by yeah, having an cool. emerald as the center stone of the engagement ring. Mm. And um and and it, the halo around it is made into a, a look like a compass, hmm. and um, so the idea was, you know, their their love is kind of for each other, um, the guiding each other. But then also they're big outdoors people. They love to be outdoors. They love to go to national parks and travel and camp and all this kind of stuff. So you have the earth kind of tone of the emerald, like that really nice vibrant green, right. and then the gold offsets that. And then with the compass, kind of shows their outdoors kind of side, right? Mm-hmm. Um, wow. And then it's all diamond. So it looks great. I mean, it looks like an engagement ring. It doesn't look like anything weird. You know, it does show engagement, but also has like all the symbolism built into it to represent their um, their love for each other and kind of their personalities and what they do as a couple. Mm-hmm. And then on his ring, his, his wedding band, I had this Trapeche Emerald. You can Google that one too. Uh, and it has Trapeche uh, in Spanish, I guess it means like wagon wheel, and oh. it has like these lines in it, these black lines, and um, that it grows naturally like that. Wow. And it has this great, beautiful uh, emerald green color with the black lines. It really works well together. And so that kind of was representing the compass kind of on his side, hmm. um, right. off of his wife. And it was a very like wow. masculine kind of ring, it had some rough edges to it, and it had this one little diamond off to the corner that's kind of like the North Star. You know, right. that she's his North Star kind of guiding him. And she's so it just had a lot of symbolism. I thought it was super cool. And uh, and I, I loved how they played well together. So, yeah. So, I mean, for that full customizable experience, make sure to go to Perez Jewelers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Eric, thank you so much for stopping by. I learned so much. Um, I can't wait to see what what else you make. Awesome. And thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Hello, good evening, everyone. Welcome back to the KMU Studios. My name is Hector Nino, and you're listening to The Heart of Art. 
Today in the studios, we have a very special guest. Uh, they are a singer, actor, performer, um, but I recently found out they're also a writer and photographer. Uh, their name is Tyler R. Lewis. Hi, Tyler. How are you today? Hi, Hector. Thanks for having me. Of course. Um, I'm so excited for our, for our conversation today. Um, I've seen you on countless performances, and I've always looked up to you because you're so good at singing. Like, oh, thank you. It's amazing. <laughs> so I'm very excited. Um, I'd like to ask you, where is home for you? Yeah, um, so I'm actually right down the road. Um, I'm born and raised in little old Navasota, Texas. Navasota. Um, I was technically born at the Coalition Medical Center when it was the the med. Uh, where did your love for the arts begin? Oh, good question. Um, so um, I've been singing since I was two. Wow. And that was before I could talk. So how that makes sense, I don't know. But that's how the legend started. Um, but just, I feel like, most people would say church choir is kind mm -hmm. of where I started, um, especially when it comes to singing. Like, that's my first actual memory of singing. Um, and then my first acting gig, if you will, um, was third grade when I was cast as the um, the wolf in Little Red Riding Hood. Nice. Um, and so that's kind of how the acting bug got started. And it's skyrocketed from there, honestly. I, I was going to ask something a little more personal. Yeah. Um, why do you perform and what need do you think it fulfills within you? Oh, mm -hmm. not me being vulnerable. <laughs> Let's go. Um, I perform because it makes me happy. Mm -hmm. um, it's something that, again, I've been doing for as long as I can remember. But when it comes down to that, that's the one thing that I know for sure I do well. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I think with everything else, it's like, oh, I was able to, like, hone in on this skill and, like, make it good. But it's like these things are things that I was born to do. So if I ever doubted anything in my life, that's the one thing that I know I do well. I wanted to ask you if you were ever intimidated, you know, performing here in the College Station area where it's predominantly white, you know, and you being a queer black person, like, has it ever been intimidating to get on a stage here? Um, intimidating? No, I feel like no. we naturally have those, like, opening night jitters, but um, intimidated? No, because as a person who is black, queer, plus size, all of these things, like, I graduated from A&M. You know, you don't see many of us anyways. Right. Um, and so I get a lot of question of how was that experience? And it was like, it was what I made it, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so just being a performer here, like I bring to the table what I bring to the table and no one else brings that. And so I have to live in that realm and know that what I do, no one else can. Yes, I, lo I love that answer. Thank you for that. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like you put so much on your plate. I mm -hmm. don't know how you do it. Are you okay? You know, I, I would say right now, uh, life is a little overwhelming. Mm -hmm. um, simply because there's just so many things that are happening, new opportunities at work, that I've always flourished, apparently, um, with having so many hats and doing so many things. And even when I have the downtime, I always find myself being like, uh, this is foreign. So, like, what else can I do to fill this time? Okay. Um, and so I'm learning. To, you know, say no um, or say I can't fit that in my schedule mm -hmm. um, and to just accept the downtime for what it is and take a break uh, because burnout is real. Right. Um, but I'm also one of those people who just I'm, I always tell myself, if you can just get through the next two weeks, you'll be fine. And then the next two weeks come and I add something else. All right, you guys, that is the end of our show. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for Eric Paris for stopping by and enlightening me on what it means to be a jewelry maker. 
Um, so thank you so much. And make sure to email theheartofart at tamu.edu if you have any art events or know of any artists. Uh, have a great week and make sure to tune in next week. I'm Hector Nino and you've been listening to The Heart of Art, a production of 90.9 KAMU-FM. You can find all of our shows anytime at kamu.tamu.edu.